this time on Past Deadline, this week's news in 60 seconds, and a breakdown of this week's cover story. I'm your host, podcast editor Ben Ackley, and this is Past Deadline, your behind-the-scenes look at Central Michigan life. Here's this week's news in 60 seconds. In an update to last week's episode, former Executive Senior Associate Athletics Director at the University of Texas Amy Folan is slated to be CMU's new Athletic Director. With a four-year contract worth $290,000 annually, Folan will be the first woman to be CMU's AD. The University Art Gallery has now reopened with two new exhibits. The exhibits, Department of Art and Design Faculty Exhibit, and Bivouac by Hannah Perrine Mode are now on display through October 1st. Mode will be giving the annual Barstow Artist in Residence talk at 5 p.m. on September 29th on WebEx. On September 21st, during CMU's Student Government Association General Board meeting, students debated what the spring semester should look like. The student body has several options for structures of the semester, none including a traditional spring break. Those options include... Start on January 11th and end the semester a week early. Do the same, but have online-only classes the first week and encourage students to stay in their dorms. Start on January 11th and have several days off on different dates, ending on the scheduled date. Or start on January 19th and end on the scheduled date. Up next, we break down this week's cover story, Changing Title IX. The cover story for the September 24th, 2020 edition of CM Life was Changing Title IX. Students and administrators work together to adjust sexual misconduct policy to align with national standards. In this segment of the show, which we'll call The Breakdown, I am going to attempt to give a more distilled version of this story, which you can then expand upon by reading this week's edition of CM Life. Right off the bat, there are two important things that readers have to understand. OCRIE, O-C-R-I-E, the Office of Civil Rights and Institutional Equity, and Title IX. So the Office of Civil Rights and Institutional Equity is essentially an organization that, quote, provides and develops related educational programs and materials, offers guidance and advice to all community members on the university's non-discrimination and affirmative action policies and procedures, assists departments with recruitment and retention activities, and receives and resolves complaints of discrimination from students, employees, and others. What that means is that this office is essentially the place for people to go if they feel that they've been discriminated against in any way. Now Title IX. In 1972, Title IX of the Education Amendments was put into effect to require gender equality in federally funded educu... Now Title IX. In 1972, Title IX of the Education Amendments was put into effect to require gender equality in federally funded educational institutions. Title IX states, quote, No person in the United States shall, on the basis of sex, be excluded from participation in, be denied the benefits of, or be subjected to discrimination under any educational program or activity receiving federal financial assistance. Essentially what Title IX does is protect people at universities from sexual and gender-based misconduct. It's essential to have an understanding of these two things going into the changing Title IX story, which, by the way, was written by Associate Editor Courtney Pedersen, who you have heard on this show before. On May 6, 2020, U.S. Secretary of Education Betsy DeVos released a 2,000-page document containing changes to Title IX and required schools to have them in effect by August 14th. 
These changes include switching the definition of sexual harassment from, quote, unwelcome conduct of a sexual nature, unquote, to, quote, unwelcome conduct determined by a reasonable person to be so severe, pervasive, and objectionably offensive that it effectively denies a person equal access to the school's education program or activity. A May 6th press release from the U.S. Department of Education read, DeVos took historic action today to strengthen Title IX protections for survivors of sexual misconduct and to restore due process in campus proceedings to ensure all students can pursue an education free from sex discrimination. Interim Executive Director of OCRI and Title IX Coordinator Mary Martinez said the Department of Education gave Title IX a new, very narrow definition. According to Martinez, if something meets the definition, there is a specific way in which the university must respond. However, it's up to the universities to decide what to do with everything that doesn't meet the definition. CMU is required to sort through and implement the new Title IX guidelines, then decide what to do with other issues of misconduct not covered. This was all a lot, but this sort of sets the scene for what's happening at CMU now. Things were changed at the federal level, which meant things had to change here at the university. And the university had to respond by adding a little more protection for those who now would not be covered by Title IX. That's what the next part of this story is about. Since protections under Title IX were narrowed, OCRI decided to modify and expand its sexual misconduct policy into the more encompassing sexual and gender-based misconduct policy. Martinez said the biggest change was reevaluating the way CMU investigates and determines responsibility. As a result, OCRI changed its singular investigation model to a hearing model. In the single investigator model, a single OCRI investigator gathers and compiles statements and evidence. The same person then analyzes facts from the investigation to determine, quote, by the preponderance of the evidence, unquote, if an OCRI policy was or was not violated. In the new hearing model, an investigator gathers and compiles statements and evidence. A hearing officer then convenes a hearing, after which the hearing officer would analyze the facts from the investigation and hearing to determine, by the preponderance of the evidence, if the policy was or was not violated. Quote, Title IX has changed, but the culture and what is and what is not acceptable at CMU has not changed, Martinez said. Everything that was prohibited before the changes on August 14th is still prohibited now. A group of CMU students, the Title IX Task Force, is working alongside Martinez to make these changes. Although DeVos and the federal government claim changes to Title IX policy benefit students, CMU students have created the Title IX Task Force to speak out about new modifications. After attending a virtual Know Your Nine conference at the end of June, Bay City senior Elise Van Paris created the Title IX Task Force with 10 other students and recent alumni. The group created a petition and a social media campaign to educate the CMU community. The task force worked closely with Martinez to address their concerns regarding the new Title IX policy and how it could affect CMU students. Quote, She's been really receptive to our task force, and she's happy to see students are involved, Van Paris said. Quote, She wasn't offended or anything by the fact we were pushing for this transparency from the administration and making sure the changes are good for the community. Unquote. The task force is collaborating with the Organization of Women Leaders. The two student groups are hosting a virtual town hall to discuss changes regarding COVID-19 at 7 p.m. on October 5th. So this has been a breakdown of Changing Title IX, this week's cover story from the September 24th, 2020 edition of CM Life. To go more in-depth with this story, please seek out this week's issue or find it online. What I'm doing here can give you the facts, but there's a lot more personality that you can get from seeking out this story and reading it for yourself, really seeing how these changes are going to affect students. I'd like to thank Courtney Pedersen for writing this story, 
and you for sticking around with me during this new segment. If you have any ideas for this show or others, please get in touch with us on social media. You'll be hearing the links in a second when I outro the episode. You've been listening to Past Deadline, a production of the CM Life Podcast Division. Every story referenced in this episode can be found at our website, cm-life.com. To keep up with us, follow us on social media at Central Michigan Life on Instagram, at CM Life on Twitter, or follow the Central Michigan Life Facebook page. I've been your host, podcast editor Ben Ackley, and this has been Past Deadline. Until next week, so long and stay informed.